0: Welcome to Movie Freaks.
1: Hello everyone, welcome to the Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that is the one true podcast of the Seven Kingdoms. hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And now we get our heads cut off. Yeah. (laughs) we have uh, quite an interesting show for you this evening uh, with the roulette. We're going to do a little show and tell and then move into recently watched and keep it all real nice and casual because we've had long, cold, snowy, frozen, crappy weeks. And we're just going to take her easy and relax and chill out and let her flow. Uh, First up is the roulette. As always, we have next year Jerusalem versus Housebound. Uh,
0: do you, you want to go first? Yeah, I can that, go first. That doesn't okay, matter. you yeah. go ahead.
1: And then we'll talk okay. about next year, Jerusalem.
0: Okay. Um, so my movie was uh, shot in New Zealand, and it's a fairly recent movie, and uh, I thought that it was great.
1: Big
0: cool. thumbs up, gem in the rough here. Uh, it, it. I hate to say that it. It reminds me of Peter Jackson because it's from New Zealand, so it's almost like the accents immediately like ah Peter Jackson. Uh, yeah. But it, it, it truly is, in the clearest sense, a horror comedy, um, and this is one that actually gets the comedy right. It's wow. not a. It's not a waka waka like. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think of of how like it's is it, it's like
1: a witty, brainy kind of thing, or is it? Yeah, a... kind of. Yeah,
0: like the characters. Yeah, the characters are kind of like. It's very sly humor. Okay. Um with with some bursts of horror here and there but it's it's some of these movies like The Comedy Rise obviously rises and falls not just on the actors but on the writing and the the jokes in the movie were perfectly timed and worked out great As, especially and I'm I'm not going I don't want to spoil anything but the closing of the movie was hilarious and it was br- a brilliant way to end the movie and basically um uh, this rebellious younger lady, she gets uh, she gets busted trying to rob an ATM machine, and uh, she has to wear this uh, this device on her you know device on her leg so that she can't you know, yeah housebound house arrest and uh, yeah house arrest and so she's with her mom and there's some creepy goings on's in the house and she's trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And a paranormal investigator gets brought in because the house may or may not be haunted. And I, I hesitate to say too much because this is one that I really want you to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. And the less, the less you know about this one, the better. Uh, that's just kind of the roundabout, you know, kind of vague, what it's about. Vague overview. Yes, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I wish I could get into more of it because it really is a good movie. Uh, but I want you to watch it. I don't I don't want to spoil this one. It It was a thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Cool. I would say... But pushing. in the vein
1: of the horror comedy, is there something that you can compare it to? Like, it's sort of like this kind of humor, or...
0: Um, it's, um, it's definitely not like a Shaun of the Dead type of thing, mm. um, because it's it's, cause it's like, Shaun of the Dead was, I think, first and foremost, a, a comedy. Yeah, I agree. Um, this, is, this is not. This is like a, this is a cool horror thriller with a lot of really funny, witty moments in it, and it's, it's hard for me to, I'm trying to think of a movie that I could compare it to. Um, because it's not like a zany, wacky comedy horror movie. It's not that, right? Does, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, I got you. It's it's not um, Tucker and Dale versus yeah. Evil.
0: No, it's um, not Tucker and Dale. Although I love Tucker and Dale, it's not maybe that. maybe it's...
1: a little cabin in the woods where, with as far as the humor goes, ah, that...
0: there you go. Yes, some of the humor okay. in that. Actually, a lot more of that type of humor in this, but a little bit more of the just the quirky little comments and the. Um, just the back and forth. And I'm like, oh, that was that was good. That was funny. Uh, but yeah. it, it's a it's a thumbs up. I'm, yeah, I highly recommend it. And this is one that you don't have to be uh, a huge horror fan to enjoy because it's not overly gory or anything like that. Uh, it's it it's not overly scary or anything. It's just a well made horror comedy. Big thumbs up. It's not the greatest movie you're ever going to see, but it is definitely a, in my opinion, a gem in the rough. You should check it out if you're not a horror fan. Still check this movie out. It's a good time. So back to all you. Right,
1: I will do that. I will put keep that on my queue or add it. I'm not even sure if I added that one because uh, I thought it was so shaky. Uh, oh, it, yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, for me, it was a documentary, Next Year Jerusalem.
0: So uh, curious what uh, s- your thoughts on this.
1: Synopsis. <laughs> this moving documentary tells uh, follows eight senior citizens, all nursing home residents, as they embark on a life-affirming journey to Israel. Okay, and this was a... I'm giving this movie a pass. Passing thumbs up, which is... It's okay, it's worth a watch if you're in the mood for a documentary. um, Jewish uh, senior citizens that want to go to Israel and their uh, various states of elderly with uh, health issues and as expected for uh, people of their age. Um, And it kind of builds itself along the way you're expecting um something major i'm going to spoil it a little bit you're expecting something major to happen in the third act where it's somebody dies when they get there or somebody dies while they're there or somebody can't make the journey at the last second because of health issues and there's there's no twist or drama really to this it's just it, it's more of like a really nice, high-tech, beautiful-looking version of Grandma and Grandpa's trip to Israel. Hmm. And that's it. It's, okay. it's fine. It's, it's decent. It's, very, it's worth a watch. There's interesting uh, characters and whatever, but there's no... Let's put it this way. If, you're, if a normal character arc of a crazy movie is a steep arc, and of a uh, romantic comedy, it's kind of a flat arc, this is the flattest of arcs. Okay, it's, gotcha. It's a bunch of huh. uh, elderly, uh, mostly Jewish people want to go to Israel, and they work hard to get this trip put together, and then they go to Israel and they see Israel, and then they come home. I mean, the gotcha. end. Okay, but it's it was it was okay. It was worth watch. It was painless. I you know I didn't hate it or anything. Uh, but it's not like oh you got to see this because you're not going to believe the amazing thing that happens in the third. Yep. No, no I, I nothing. It's it's a home video of a trip.
0: <laughs> gotcha. No, that makes that makes perfect sense. Got it. Okay.
1: It was kind of interesting to me, though. I will say this, and this might, I might even end up, I don't know if this is going out there or something, but, uh, I'm kind of fascinated with Jews and Jewish people and the culture and the religion and and uh, just. I don't, is it a race? I don't. I don't even know. I'm, I'm a moron. I'm sorry. Forgive me if this comes off as non uh, politically correct and it's offensive or something. But yeah, uh, I'm really. Fa- I'm, I'm kind of fascinated with Jews and Jewish people, and I think part of it is because uh, the community that we come from. I've actually heard racial stuff against them, or like the the idiots that are like, "Oh, stupid Jews" or whatever Jews. Do you know what I mean? Like dogging them. Oh, and yeah, yeah. I have never in my entire life understood that, ever. Like I just don't get it. Like it's not like uh, there's gangs of Jews roaming the streets with their uh, curls, the Hasidic Jews, and they're beating people up. And you know, you know what I mean. Like, what where's where does the Jew hate come from? I don't yeah. understand that at
0: all. I've never understood uh, that myself. Uh, I, I have. It, it,
1: I... Maybe it's it's we're just so culturally deprived here in the United States and Ohio, uh, we just aren't exposed to it or something. Uh, no. I mean, as far as uh, maybe Jews really suck in Poland. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never heard any stories like that. I've never heard anything like that. I'm not trying to justify any sort of racism against any people or religion whatsoever, but it's just sort of like, I just don't, I've never understood that. And no, you're absolutely amazing right. It's amazing where I've I've seen uh, hate even around here of people where they're like, oh, the frickin' Jews or whatever, and you're like, what? Like, wh- I, I yeah. just don't. Why? Like, yeah. why? Oh, look at that guy. Because yeah. he shrewd, a, oh shrewd oh, businessman and whatever. Yeah, and like, he what? owns a business or something. I, <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess screw him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not like the, oh those filthy Jews are chopping off heads again or whatever. It's like what? Uh, <laughs>
1: i know i know i just
0: <laughs> so yeah i'm working right there him, with i I'm
1: standing there with his curls anyway so i guess i found it the film kind of entertaining because it was interesting um to watch older jewish people and they're, they're really into you know going to israel and seeing the the motherland or homeland or whatever the hell it is i don't understand it but that's yeah. cool you know that was interesting yeah. there's a lot of history there and um uh, fascinating processes uh you know um also reminded me of uh, Pi, Faith and Chaos, Aaron uh, Darinovsky, where uh, there were a lot of Jewish uh, themes, mm. and they were one of the groups trying to get a hold of that number from the, the main character, and they wrapped him up in the arm thing and the head thing. Do you remember that at all? Uh-huh, I'm saying yeah. Certain, yeah. they were doing that in this documentary as well, so I was like, I'm very fascinated by that because I made the connection with Pi, and uh, I know this is all very weird rabbit trail uh jew stuff i i don't know i don't understand it but i'm fascinated by it and i think it's brilliant i i i would love to see a whole documentary just about uh jewish people what they believe and the and and the way that they live and all that i would i would love to see that movie yeah anyway so next year jerusalem passing thumbs up and jewish people i'm i'm not against you i don't (laughs) i don't understand why anybody ever has been yeah (laughs) you're fine by me uh okay let's move on to the next round. And um, I'm gonna let you go first, since I just blathered on about Jewish people for, okay. for ten minutes. Uh,
0: okay, so for the uh, for Netflix uh, for, for this roulette, we're gonna be doing a uh, Netflix have previously seen and want the other one to to uh, yes. chime in. So Not
1: blind, regular roulette.
0: This is a regular roulette here, and I've got a list of six movies that I am. Pretty much 100% confident that you have not seen. If you have, uh, I've got one or two that I can throw on there uh, as substitutes, but I'm pretty sure that you're going to be able to, to find one in, the, in this yeah, list no here. No problem.
1: I've got five plus uh, my backups from previous episodes. I, it. I've okay. only thrown in a couple from previous episodes.
0: Okay. Okay, so first up is this is uh, this is obviously nobody. This was the first one that I immediately added. Is uh, your next? I've been I
1: was hoping you would, and yep. it's
0: going to be the one to beat.
1: I'll tell you yeah. right now because yep. I've been wanting to watch it.
0: That movie is I. Uh, any any listener out there knows I love your next. I've told I've touted that movie on this show and my own show, uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly. I think it is a brilliant movie. First time I watched it in the theater, I thought, yeah, that was, that was decent. And upon revisiting that on Blu-ray, I I love that movie. I, I watch it several times a year. Good movie. Great movie, actually. Next up is a movie called Omnivores. And oh, yeah. This one here is not... Um, let me just get this. Um, uh,
1: I me... added this to my queue after you uh, reviewed it. Uh, Or you were telling me about it. I'm not sure if you reviewed it on the show, but you were telling me about it and I added it and I haven't got around to watching it. So I'm glad you're throwing it on there. Still probably not going to beat your next because I want to watch that one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh, it's, uh, but it's it's a one nice thing is it does not overstay its welcome. It is a very fast movie. Um, Synopsis is a man seeking to buy a house is led to a town where the inhabitants have cannibalistic rituals. This was a down and dirty, lean, mean horror movie, and I dug it. I'm like, that's gem in the rough material there. That's one of those where at first you're like, oh, another Netflix cheapy, but that that's some that's a big thumbs up for me. Uh, And actually, obviously, all of these are thumbs up for me because I wouldn't be recommending Recommending, them to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Next up is a movie called Jug Face. Yeah. Dang it! Okay,
1: um, now you've got competition. You're next. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jugface is another one that it's fairly low budget, but it is uh, very well done. Very creepy. Uh, uh, just a weird fantasy. This one here, uh, the closest thing that I can uh, can compare it to is The Wicker Man. Kind of. Mm-hmm. It's in that same kind of world. Right. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, it's but it's a cult. Uh, in the middle of God knows where, and a lot of weird goings on. So there yeah. you go. And uh, I'm also going to throw up Housebound. Uh, oh, really? Yes, because I that's a good movie. I gotta say that was uh, that was one that I really want you to watch because I'm pretty certain you're gonna dig that movie. Um. So moving on. Uh, also going to throw on there Honeymoon, another one that I just watched <laughs> because I'm like that was a freaking good movie. Yeah, so you're throwing
1: all the movies I throw at you back at me.
0: Yeah, um, well, just because I'm I'm very I they are surprisingly good gems in the rough and there was other ones that there's other ones that I'm like, "Oh, man, I've been wanting you to watch that one for a while, but I'm like these are newer movies, these are good movies." Um so honeymoon It's
1: fine. I'm just altering my list right now. Let's see. Yeah. Blood surf <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't mind me. Go ahead. Um, okay,
0: and then the last one. Haunter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, the, what? What about the Indian reservation one? If that's not on there, uh, I'm I don't call. hate you that much. Okay, okay thank time. you. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one, and I know this is a long shot because he just got done watching a documentary, but I want to throw this on there because uh, this is one that I screened for the Sarasota Film Festival that did they did they did, 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 did not choose this movie. Uh, to have in the film festival and I think that it was a, a huge, huge error in my opinion on the Sarasota Film Festival's part to not include this. It's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I was led to tears several times in the movie. I knew nothing about it because I, I got the screener and it was literally a DVDR screener from the producers of the movie. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the stack of movies that I got and I'm like, oh, Out of the Clear Blue Sky. I'm like, all right, let's check this out. Fantastic! It's about nine eleven. Wait, it's, it's a- called
1: Out of the Blue. <laughs> it's, it's ca- it's, the movie okay. is called Out of the
0: Clear Blue Sky. Because you're
1: like, I just got it. I just got it out of nowhere. I just got it out, out of the of Clear, the clear of
0: blue, blue Sky. Blue sky- <laughs> okay. But uh, but it was one that I I I told the higher ups of the Sarasota Film Festival guys, this movie is fantastic. Uh, yet it still didn't didn't make it in. Unfortunately, what's it uh, about? It's about, um, the, uh... I think one of the highest levels of the World Trade Center, um... It's been a couple years now since I've seen the movie, but it's about their employees and the owner of that... Oh, you know what? I saw
1: that pop-up on Netflix. Yeah, Yeah. I got it.
0: And what... It is... It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. The movie was so good, uh, and it's so emotional, and, uh, it just... and, And the ending is so incredibly powerful, um fantastic movie i believe i gave that a 10 out of 10 like i had to rate them on a 1 to 10 scale yeah and that was uh that was a 10 out of 10 that was one of the better documentaries i've seen in a long long time it's not it's heavy stuff obviously so keep that in mind uh but well yeah yeah
1: you're you're fine i'm not gonna pick it this round because i was gonna maybe watch it on my own anyway uh so i'm not gonna pick it for the roulette gotcha uh, but i'm probably gonna watch it
0: (laughs) yeah you should it's anything else that's it. That's that, Those are your choices. Okay,
1: yeah. You're next. I'm going to be done with that one. Awesome. I've been wanting to get around to it because some other friends online have been talking about uh, how great it is and uh, how much they love it, and I was like, okay, i got to watch this thing, and then what kind of, hey, texting, Eugene, what kind of roulette were we doing this week? Oh, let's do a half scene on... The, okay, he's going to throw it on there. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> 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 and you did not disappoint, but that's okay, and A couple of the others on there, I'm anxious to watch as well. Cool. Probably in the order that you've placed them. Oh, good. Okay, and for you, sir, I, of course, am always obsessed with uh, nabbing one from every genre so that you have a um, a fully stocked um, uh, genre, whatever to go with. First up is an animated film from 2007. This will be my comic book movie that I want you to watch, Doctor Strange. Ah! And the reason I'm pushing for this one is because they just uh, Marvel just cast uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange Mm. uh, here a couple a month or two ago, Uh and the Doctor Strange movie is coming. There have even been uh, swirling rumors that maybe there's a cameo in the upcoming uh, uh, Avengers two age of Ultron
0: at any rate
1: you know uh whenever a new uh comic book lesser known character is coming to the forefront I'm gonna make you watch the origin story so you have an idea (laughs) well this is a breezy 76 minute version uh I own this dvd it's it this is an excellent film um Again, this is a Marvel animated. A crippled and a bitter doctor travels to a hidden community in Tibet, where he learns of his true uh, destiny as the Sorcerer Supreme of his world. And no tagline. That's okay. Um, but anyway, it's it, it's a sweet, it's a sweet movie. And I, I'm how accurate is it with the comics? I can't really tell you because I haven't read that many Doctor Strange comics. But it goes with everything that I've kind of picked up, just eavesdropping on the ether of the comic book world. It seems right on par uh, for everything that I've ever heard. And I really enjoy the movie as well. Next up, we have your sort of comedy entry. This is a very dark comedy, but it's one that I'm not sure if you've seen or not, if whatever, you need to see it. Um, Another one that I own the DVD of, Cecil B. Demented from 2000. It's a John, mm. John Waters film. Are you? Have you seen this? No, I have not. No. This I've only seen a few John Waters films, but this one is easily my favorite. I love this movie. Melanie Griffith and Stephen Dorff. Yeah, that's an insane, right. Yep. An insane independent film director and his renegade group of teenage filmmakers kidnap an A-list Hollywood actress and force her to star in their underground film.
0: Ooh, that sounds good.
1: It is so funny, and it is so filthy. He sets up all these rules. It's John Waters. Yeah, You know yeah, it's going to be course. filthy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Stephen Dorff is Cecil B. Demented. He renames himself as such, and sets up all these rules, and nobody can have sex or anything until this film is done, and they go around killing people, and just first takes only. Nothing more than first takes. It's complete insanity, and it's genius. It's... Hilarious all the way through. I love it. I've watched it many times.
0: Oh, cool. Okay. All right. It's
1: it's a great film. I I love it. As far as that John Waters kind of stuff goes. Okay. Um, Next up. Finally, they have added the subtitles. And I have to throw you a, a horror movie, right? Of course, yep. Well, they've added the subtitles. Reincarnation from 2004, I believe and of course good luck finding any sort of synopsis uh anyway a uh, a bunch of people kill themselves at a hotel and then a film director wants to make a story of the uh true story a true crime film and enlists all these actors and then ghosts start showing up and crazy crap happens and it's a slow burn but it's 96 minutes so Hang with it, because it's only 96 minutes. It's a Mm -hmm. slow burn, but those scares are hardcore. This is the very best uh, eight films to die for entry that I have ever seen, and you absolutely need to give it a chance, second chance, what have you. Yeah, yep. Um, Next up is a documentary from 2014, Damnation. I talked about this, raved about it, loved it to death. Yeah. Uh, and you haven't got around to watching it. Hour 27 minutes. Again, everything's right 90 or less. I'm right in that ballpark with most of this stuff. Um, uh, po- this film, Powerful Odyssey Across America, explores sea change or national... The, the, oh my God, these synopsis are just awful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, whatever. It's about dams in America. Like, uh, literally, dams that uh, serve no purpose And actually damage the environment and are only held up to support uh, the government bureaucracy. And environmentalists trying to get them taken down and proving uh, time and time again that when they're taken down, the environment heals itself and returns uh, insanely quickly. It's a fantastic film. It's absolutely beautiful. Must watch. Gotta see it. And, okay, that's four that I absolutely recommend. This last one I'm giving as a Sort of recommend. I, I, I like the movie. I give it a thumbs up. But I thought you might get a little bit of nostalgia love out of it. And the reason is because the it's starring um, Robin Williams. Mm. One of the last films he made in 2009, a couple years ago. Uh, but I really like this movie. It's a very... Uh, strange mix, and that's probably why it didn't do very well. It was directed by Bobcat Goldwaith, whose films I also love. He's a great director. uh, Of making those awkward movies. So if you're for like an awkward comedy, this is like the king of the awkward comedy. Uh, When his son's body is found in a humiliating accident, uh, he he finds his son dead from autoerotic asphyxiation. And that's within the first 15 minutes. I'm not ruining anything. A lonely high school teacher inadvertently attracts an overwhelming amount of community and media attention when covering up the truth with a phony suicide note. And then he starts writing, he's like always wanted to be a writer, and then he starts writing more and more. Well, my son left this journal. Well, my son left this, you know, and people start eating it up. Um, And it's also funny that his son is played by one of the spy kids. From Robert Rodriguez's *Spike*, oh jeez, the boy, really? yeah. yeah, and he's a little older and a lot more awkward. And Robin Williams just gives a killer performance because it's not straight comedy. He's playing uh, everyman. He's playing uh, the insomnia. He's playing that kind oh, of almost, yeah. almost that kind of role again, where it's very low key and subtle and kind of relaxed and he is so unnerving when he's like that but it's it's a brilliant performance and it's a film that at some point you need to watch because it's yeah it's really good um if you need more than that i can go back to the old list
0: nope no, i'm good no that's a great list there man um
1: all over the board
0: yeah no kidding um <clears throat> i think that i'm going to go with damnation just because of how much lately you've been really touting that movie uh I'm gonna go with that one first, although it's all like they're all every single one of those is pretty much neck and neck. Uh, but Damnation will be the one that I watch. Cool.
1: It would just crack me up if we came back next week and we're like, okay, I watched four of those movies, one every night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Let's> go right <laughs> yes. down the list.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's a great list. I, I at first uh, at first I'm like I'm gonna just go with with Doctor Strange because that was the first one that you picked, and I have a feeling that that might be the one you wanted me to watch the most, but. Um, kind of all of them
1: top four I want you to see equally. I, they're all absolutely fantastic. Um, the old, oh man Dr Strange, you're gonna watch that before the movie comes out. you have to. yes that, I will I will yeah you got to know the background. Cecil be demented is a must see because it's absolutely demented yeah and reincarnation you could go back I don't know which way you'll go on that one. I'm really hoping for the best, but yeah, yeah it's all right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move on. Okay. Um, And what are we doing next? Uh, Show and tell. Show and tell. Thank you. Yes. Sorry, I'm juggling all kinds of crap over here. And for show and tell this week, um, I'm only bringing one thing because I want to move on to recently watched fairly quick and keep everything nice and mellow. Uh, So I dug this up. This is one that I know that you've seen before, but everybody else hasn't, and this is really, really cool. Just gonna show you real quick. You can kind of see that. I got a framed certificate here. Yes.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: Uh, I will read it to you. Certificate of authenticity. Signed poster. This is to certify that this poster is original. Hand-signed in person by David Goyer, Michael Caine, Liam Neeson, Morgan Freeman, Christian Bale, Gary Oldman, Katie Holmes, Ken Watanabe, Rutger Hauer, Tom Wilkinson, Hans Zimmer, Linus Roach, Cillian Murphy, and Christopher Nolan. And that is my signed Batman Begins poster by the oh. by that cast and crew. <laughs> wow. And I have displayed this uh, proudly many a places, uh, various places that I've lived. Uh, unfortunately, with all the kids running around, it's not getting displayed here, because I don't want it knocked off the wall, until I get moved uh, back into my proper office, which has become a uh, nursery. Yes. Uh, So once I get moved back up uh, into the nursery, I reclaim that uh, as my man cave, then uh, it'll go right up on the wall. And, boy, it's a beautiful piece, man. It really is. Just your uh, standard Batman Begins poster, but signed by uh, so many cast members, it's just it's just crazy, and I wish so bad I had tried to get uh, one for the sequel, uh, for the Dark Knight.
0: Um, oh, with preferably Heath
1: before Heath Ledger passed. But uh, yeah. you know, of course, as soon as he passed, forget it. Just yeah, for, it's way out of price range. I and my family got that for me as a uh, birthday gift. Um, so I I don't, I don't think they even paid all that terrible much for it.
0: You know, wow! As far, as
1: far as these kind of things go, but that was right. Before, that was before it all blew up with the. Because with, now uh, I would yeah.
0: guess that that's probably worth a lot of money.
1: Well, it's probably worth a decent amount, but that that Heath Ledger. Yeah. If there's a, the Heath Ledger one, that's gonna be the one that's worth all the money. But still, it's that's an incredible cast list to have. Serial numbered, barcoded, and uh, perfectly legit. So anyway.
0: Awesome. Okay, so for me, um, I had two different things that I was going to show. Uh, and one was completely non-movie related. It was music related. Mm. And so I wasn't sure if that constituted a... I don't care. A show <laughs> and tell. Uh, I was going to go with the uh, with the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think I am going to still go with the movie versus, ver- versus my music deal that I was going to tout. Uh, so for my movie... Uh, and I don't, I don't have it on because it's, it's in storage. Uh, but it is the original release on VHS in the uh, plastic clamshell casing of Faces of Death. Oh, and I, I know that seems like what? All right, well, they're virtually impossible to find. This is like way back when VHS first came out, and Faces of Death was released. By Gorgon Video, and it, it wasn't in the cardboard. It was in the, the clamshell case, um, big clamshell. Yeah. And uh, I got that from Video Connection. Bob gave it to me. Uh, he's like, he's like, here, I'm, I'm retiring my copy here. Here you go. But uh, it's just something about it is just it's very the movie itself. Obviously, it speaks for itself. It's a very you know those movies are very ugh. bizarre. Uh, yeah, yeah, know. and the fact that this is uh, it in the clamshell vhs uh, and virtually uh in my opinion i almost impossible to find faces of death is out on blu-ray on dvd on vhs but to get the the original one in the uh clamshell case that's made of uh, plastic is quite quite rare so awesome um anyway there you go that's mine (laughs) that's
1: good i like it that's sweet that's crazy even though i'm not a fan of uh, that series that's still uh, ultra rare stuff it just tickles me
0: <laughs> oh I know I, I me too I love that stuff and and right now anymore the uh, the big box and the really obscure type vHss are making a resurgence in the collectability category mm-hmm. and there's some like I would guess that that dr butcher MD that you have yeah. probably is worth some money I mean we're talking like some of these get to be worth a lot of money
1: well um, I, I, in my uh, uh Routine shopping of uh, antique malls and uh, exchange stores and all that that jazz. I've been paying more attention to the VHS section because uh, there's so many of them that I, I want to find more of those big boxes. I want to find yeah. more of that stuff where uh, garage sales, where people don't realize that they've got something sweet. Yeah. I, I love stumbling across that stuff. So I've... Normally, when I I would breeze over the VHS, I'm now sort of looking and seeing yeah. what, what do you got there because yeah. some of that stuff ain't even on DVD, and that's the only exactly. way you get it.
0: And and a lot of those in that that come in the big boxes. Um, and by big boxes, uh, I guess I should be, explain real quick. Like, and the, the the studios did this almost as a way to entice potent, potential renters mm-hmm. because they're bigger boxes, so they stand out a little bit more, but they're a lot more susceptible to getting damaged. Especially yeah. from how many years ago now? We're talking like 20, 25 years ago. Uh, these boxes are more and more rare to come by in mint condition. I'm not sure at this point what condition the your Doctor Butcher MD case is uh, in. Pretty,
1: pretty pristine. I because I, I keep it in uh, good storage. I'm not. It's not like it's getting handled a whole lot. And a lot of those big boxes, it's, it would be uh, similar to. Uh, Nintendo 64. If you ever saw a Nintendo 64 game, yes. it was a similar casing where you have this bigger box and then you slide out this whole cardboard sleeve and then inside all of that is a uh, cartridge that fits in the middle of it. Like It doesn't yes. make any sense why you would do that much packaging, but they, yeah. they did that. and uh, yeah. yeah, They were doing that with VHS and it was mostly underground stuff. Yes, like, it was. I, I don't remember uh, any big releases with that kind of cover
0: no the only the biggest releases that i can remember would be canon did it uh, did it for some of their movies like the mission or the uh missing in action american Mm. ninja and even those are a little bit more those aren't huge releases but a lot of the uh the horror labels would do that yeah Uh, and now those are very rare collectible items so Awesome anyway ah, that was
1: yeah. good yeah we i and we need to keep up with that's why I want to do the uh, show and tell is is to bring light to more of those items that we have in our collection because I love that stuff Yeah, that's great me
0: too oh yeah me too uh
1: okay uh, and with that we're gonna move into recently watched so I'll let you go first
0: okay um I'm gonna start with a movie that I watched last night and I did not have uh overly high hopes for it, but it uh was a blast, and it's one that I wish so bad it would be on Netflix, because that would have been the one that I would have been pimping really hard for you to watch tonight, and that is Sorceress. Oh, I want to see that. Uh, definitely add that to my stack. Yeah, I, oh, I will. It is, uh... It, it's funny, because the whole way through, this is from 1982, the whole way through, I'm like, oh, man, Eric should watch this. This is... It's it's bad, by the way, but it's bad. <laughs> wow. It's bad. Good. I mean, yes, it's it's know. you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I um, know. Uh, it's it's a Roger Corman production. Uh, Jim Wynorski wrote the movie. Jack Hill directed it. Jack Hill made uh, Foxy Brown, amongst other things. Uh, it is just just batshit crazy from beginning <laughs> to end. Uh, he got they got this is obviously due to the success of Conan the Barbarian. We have Sorceress. Uh, just like, because of Alien, we have Forbidden World. Uh, that's Roger Corman. Because we have Jaws, we also have Piranha.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: Sorceress is, um, <laughs> the storyline is almost inconsequential. It's
1: Just tell me, is there a flying lion in it? Because that's on yes. the cover.
0: Oh, there is a flying lion. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, Yes, that's all I need. <laughs>
0: uh, thanks to John Carl Beekler, who is who did the special effects for the movie. John Carl Beekler also he John oh, Carl Beekler is a Beaker, great Beeker. Yes, yes, but he directed uh, uh, the new Blood, Friday the Thirteenth, the New Blood, and he's a he's an effects artist, and he's done a bazillion things, and he was one of those that got started in the school of Roger Corman. Um, but Sorceress is. Uh, the the synopsis here: sword and sorcery story of the cosmic struggle between white magic and black magic. There you go. <laughs> it's uh it's basically a couple sets, uh, featuring scantily clad Playboy playmates, literally Playboy Playboy playmates, um, a goat boy creature, f- kind of similar to Narnia but with way more comic relief, um. <laughs> A a barbarian that is the uh, farthest thing from a barbarian. We could play that character. By the way, um,
1: we need to wrap uh, this up because I got to go watch Sorceress. Right, thanks oh, for coming to the freaks dot com and so- yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is it is if there ever was a perfect movie to watch with our friends Ned and Greg, yes. this is it. <laughs> it's eighty minutes of nonstop, insane, bizarre hilarity. By the way. <laughs> He texted me an hour
1: ago, and he said, uh, "I'm breaking Greg into uh, Danger 5.
0: <laughs> oh, nice! I got him
1: into Danger Five, and he watched the whole
0: series in one night. <laughs> yeah, I'm, anyway, right there with him. Derailed yeah, sorceress. So
1: you give a thumbs up, gem in the rock, passing. Oh phones? yeah,
0: it's always just th- yeah, it's a total <laughs> thumbs up. It it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, and it doesn't matter because <laughs> every five or ten minutes there's some other '80s chick taking her clothes off, or it's. Flying lions, fly, flying uh, a monkey person thing maybe, but the cover is a great. The cover of the movie is actually a great representation of what to expect in the movie. Well, that's um, good to know
1: because so often I see those fantasy covers and I'm like, oh man, it looks sweet. There's a giant and there's a guy with a spiked uh, hammer, and then you go watch the movie and none of that stuff's in there.
0: No, no, this is yeah, scantily clad women uh, flying like fly, flying liger. liger. <laughs> Because everyone yeah. knows lagers are ground bound, yes. <laughs> and a monkey, a monkey man creature thing holding an axe, and that's that pretty much is all in the movie. So the awesome. villain is uh, beyond hilarious. And I will say that uh, Jim Wynarski actually chimed in on 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 Facebook, me talking about Sorceress, and he you know he chimed in about how he wrote the movie in nine days. And on the special features on this movie, there they do, do interviews with Roger Corman, with Jim Wynarski, with uh, John Carbickler. Uh, and it's just funny how this was a troubled shoot, by the way, uh, because Jack oh, well, Hill get out of
1: here. The script uh, was written in nine yeah. days. It was a troubled shoot. I'm, yeah. I'm appalled. Well,
0: what's, what's interesting is Jack Hill, the director, he was into some weird <laughs> religion at the time. A beaker so riding the movie was a r- flying lion. <laughs> <laughs> Monkeys with axes and what, twin uh, please, playboy playmates. Please
1: tell me about his religion.
0: <laughs> yes, well, he was into some weird religion at the time, so the movie was really trippy, I guess, and like a lot of dance numbers. And Roger Corman did not like that. And one th- one thing that the uh, I think one of the editors chimed in on this movie on the special features. He was like, Roger Corman was always big on fast, 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 l- quick running times, and he's right. A lot of Roger Corman movies are like eighty yeah. minutes long, mm-hmm. and I, I I like that. Right I'm okay where they with that. Be. That's what that's yes. where they should be. Um, but it was interesting that they cut all sorts of stuff out of this movie, and I'm like, that they should have. I guaranteed they should have, because 80 minutes, good to go. Any yeah. more, and I'm like, ah, oh, let's go. But at 80 minutes, this is a drunkenly great time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I expect so, to see it the next time that we have a Blu-ray round of the roulette. <laughs> oh,
0: it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> awesome. Okay, back to you. All right, uh, for my first one, I have a wonderful, romantic tale of uh, love that I watched. Very romantic movie, very beautiful, very, very deep and moving and it was just just beautiful. And I'm obviously being completely sarcastic. Uh, Yeah, I can tell. (laughs) Uh, 1970, Hatchet for the Honeymoon. A bridal design shop owner kills various young brides to be in an attempt to unlock a repressed childhood trauma that causes him to commit murder. And I watched this movie because I listened to your episode 70, Cinema Soft Underbelly, and I thought, that sounds kind of cool. And so I went to give it a shot, and... What a film. Wow. Um... (laughs) It starts off, I kind of echo some of the things that you said on that episode. It it starts off kind of, you know, who the killer is, and so you're like, okay, and you're just going along with it. There's no mystery. Um, And then this weird thing happens. And then, okay, wow, that was weird, but you keep moving. Wow, that was weird, but you keep moving. And you get to the next part, eh, it's kind of dragon a You're very Italian, I got it, let's move on. And then you get to the next (laughs) bit, and you're like... Holy shit, dude. Like, this is getting weird. And then you're about halfway through the movie, and things get weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. And let me tell you, this is one of the most vicious, horrible uh, women I've ever seen portrayed in film. (laughs) Uh, And now... it's proof to the writing that you're cheering for the anti-hero. You have to keep reminding yourself he's the one that's killing people. He deserves it. But while you're going along this story with the anti-hero, you're going, man, that stupid wench. Man, she's a wench. But take a step back and remember, he's the dick. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Yep. And by the time it's over and said and done, and with a couple days of retrospect... It gets better as I think about it. This was a great movie, man. Like, yeah. why is nobody oh, talking cool. about this movie? This is great. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I've never. Oh, it was awesome. Go, go see this movie as soon as you can. Oh, great. This will oh. be on my Blu-ray shelf. This was fantastic. I, oh, I, that's I, awesome. I, I'm not even. I don't know. I listen to your reviews and I take some of them with. Uh, uh, 70s, I know. I understand. <laughs> Jalo, uh, I'm taking it with a grain because Eugene loves this stuff, and uh, he's horror guy, and I'm not so much. And uh, I mean, you uh, this is what PG. You said yeah, this is more, of a, more of a thriller. This was pretty horror. Uh, I mean, uh, I want to talk about the, the the stuff with the wife, and I can't because I don't want to ruin <laughs> it. It's, yeah, because that ruins it, the movie. It's so demented. It's so yeah. evil and horrible. And and uh, for the whole second half, you're going. This poor guy. <laughs> You've got to take a step back and realize this son of a bitch is killing people left and right. <laughs> yes. Like, he is the
0: bastard. He deserves yeah.
1: this horribleness. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm so glad you liked it. You watched it, A, oh, and then B, that you, you liked it as much as Dude, you did. Uh, uh, the
1: more I think about it in the past couple days, the, the higher the score kind of goes up. This is why I wait to write my reviews till the end of the month. And then I go through, because I... The, like my gripe with the Oscars, I give a little bit of a gap, so I have some time to think yeah. about it even more. Uh, I would have given it a, a good score uh, when the credits were rolling, but now that I've thought about it for a couple of days, I'm going to be giving it an even higher score. That was great. Oh, that's that awesome. was great. I, I And I was shocked how much I liked it. Even the way that yeah. you talked about it, where uh, you were surprised how much it stuck with you and how much you liked it. Same, exact, same, yeah. exact same story over here. So. Nothing yeah. funny or fun about that. Just go watch that movie, and it's a great movie. You need to see it. It's a yeah, com- that's complete, awesome. That's a complete gem in the rough because I've never heard anybody talk about that movie before you. Yeah,
0: and that that is one of the uh, the lesser seen movies from from Mario Bava, and I am I'm more, it's, and more a it's
1: a Bava film. I
0: mean, yeah,
1: he's a, he's a master, and like people, yeah. I'm I'm around people all the time talking about Bava being a master. How is nobody talking about this? They're talking about. Uh, Black Sunday, Bloody Sunday, Black Friday, Black Sunday, Monday, Friday, whatever the hell. But and those are all good too. But or yeah. I hear uh, Lucy and the Devil, or Lisa and the Devil, whatever the hell. I don't. Even, I haven't even seen these movies. I'm just <laughs> uh, these are the ones that I hear attached with Bava. But nobody, yeah. I have never even heard of this film before. You talked about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So and, and and uh, and and uh, well, thank. Yeah, you're welcome. And I was, uh, I was actually hesitant to watch this movie mainly because of the PG rating, because uh, I like my Euro horror a little bit more bloody and violent, but uh, this one here, everything in it was perfectly suited for the rating, uh, and it, uh, I man, I think, barely. I think it worked. Uh, barely, yeah, I, in I, my opinion, it, yeah.
1: because I was expecting, uh, like you, I was expecting the PG, uh, or, you know, a toned-down kind of thriller, but there was enough implied blood, implied death, yeah. Uh, the grossness, of digging up dead bodies, moving them. I mean, there was some. Yeah. There was some dark, dark stuff in there. It was. Yeah. Uh, it was good. I can't speak highly enough cool.
0: about it. Awesome. Oh, that's great. That's great. I might even um, go so far as to say I liked it more than you. Wow, because I gave it three and a half out of five stars. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm probably
1: uh, going to give that an eight and a half.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's that's. I'm very surprised. I am very surprised. I figured that you would probably like. Ah, oh, that wasn't bad. Uh, um, I really uh, do. Du- that, that
1: that that crap in the second act with the woman with the with the wife. Oh, that
0: made the movie. I that, know it
1: stuck with me, man, for days. I, I was just <laughs> I just kept thinking, man, what an evil evil wench! Like evil. He he yeah. wanted out. He wanted a divorce, and she kept going. No, I'm not going to give it to you. No. Yeah.
0: No. Anyway.
1: Okay, back to you.
0: Yeah. Okay, so for me, I'm actually going to chime in on another Mario Bava movie that I just watched <laughs> for the first time, and that is Kill Baby Kill.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Cinema Soft Underbelly episode. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just cut this uh, section out and put it up for next week. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah. Perfect. Done. Episode is in the can. Uh, Kill Baby Kill is uh, another Mario Bava movie. This is uh, this one here. Um, I, this is one that I would probably touch on a little bit more on Soft Underbelly. Um, <clears throat> if you're a fan of Hammer horror movies from the '60s, this fits in very, very well with that style—the <clears throat> very gothic horror. It's, uh, I believe, this is probably another PG-rated movie, uh, but everything about it screamed Hammer. Uh, I'm not, and I'm not sure if Mario Bava took took how Hammer was doing things and made it his own, or vice versa. They Maybe were, Hammer yeah. was copying... Yeah, re, re, but regardless, it's a very gothic story of a uh, ghost out for revenge. Um, I, it's a cool little ghost story. I didn't think it was as good as Hatchet for a Honeymoon or some of his other stuff, but uh, very, very watchable. I watched this on Amazon Prime, by the way. I don't believe this is on Netflix. Mm. Um, but it was a very good movie. And it's another one of those where like, just like Hatchet for the Honeymoon, it, there is a couple twists and turns in there that it's hard for me to, to delve too much into Gotcha. really what it's about, but it's, it's... Someone was wronged, and there is a ghost that is out to seek revenge, and uh, an out-of-towner out, to, out of towner comes in to try and figure out what's going on, and I dug it. There, I don't know if there's one Mario Bava movie that I flat-out hate. Uh, almost all of his movies, the more I watch and the older I get, the more I watch from him, the more... I think it's because I see how influential he was yeah. in, uh, in in what came to be. And even like Bay of Blood. Bay of Blood, a lot of people like that movie. Twitch, which is also known as Twitch of the Death Nerve. A lot of people think that... <laughs>
1: That's one of the yeah, funniest of course, titles of any movie ever. Yeah,
0: tw- Twitch of the Death Nerve. But <laughs> I, I personally... It, it's, it's, it's okay. But a lot of people love that movie because it is one of, if not the first... Slasher movie Yeah um, But but there's so much stuff That Friday the 13th Stole Like literally Stole Scene for scene From that movie um, And even though I don't Love that movie I really appreciate What he did Way back Years and years And years Before The American Slasher movie Came to be And he was doing it Back then So I think that's That's great I think the guy Is awesome So
1: Good uh, Done with Mario Bava I'm all done With Mario okay. Bava Yeah back we're done you. With that Okay <laughs> Um uh recently in the last couple episodes I was talking about uh taxaguchi and uh blu-ray a blind bought uh, mm. what was that yakuza some crap or another and it was terrible and it was I t- went and traded it in and I got more for it than I paid for it which was awesome great um, yeah. but when I watched that movie when I popped the disk in I got uh, Five trailers and these were all trailers for movies that were also on sale at big lots on black friday for two dollars and fifty cents but the trailers for those other movies were way better than the trailer for the yakuza whatever movie uh so this one in particular donnie yen movie looked awesome and i was like after the complete fail of the taxaguchi movie i was like i should have bought that movie just so happens, I was at a Big Lots this week, and that movie was still there on Blu ray for oh. 280 or something. $250, $280. Uh, uh, so I picked it up. It's called Flashpoint. Amazing hmm. trailer. Amazing trailer. So amazing, in fact, Uh-oh. it completely <laughs> hid the fact that he is mailing it in on this movie because it held oh. all of the action scenes and the interesting scenes were all. In the trailer, just go you know, just go watch the trailer three times and be really happy that you saw all of the action because it was it was way better than the actual movie. And actually, uh, about three fourths of the way through, I just started fast forwarding. I was done. Uh, and it, this movie was so dumb. It it was uh, I mean more cop on yakuza, whatever. I'm a cop. I play by my own rules and. whatever I mean Donnie Yen you're aging great and you're amazing martial artists and you can still whip ass but pick a better movie man this was terrible I mean come on they do so much stupid crap throughout the movie it's just painful to watch like I said I ended up I was really hoping for it and rooting for it most of the way through because I was like well there was that scene from the trailer I haven't seen that yet maybe like the last 20 minutes is giant fight action scene no uh, uh, no, lots of talking and boring and then five minute action scene and then something stupid, forget it skip, pass, it's getting traded in I was really hoping I found a gem that I could add to the Blu-ray pile that Eugene hadn't seen but Ah. nope, it's getting traded in forget it, skip it back to you, thumbs down okay,
0: okay Um, well to, uh, okay, now we're done with Mario Bava so let's move on to something (laughs) completely different uh, Lucio Fulci. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, so I re- Second rewatched... Second generation
1: a... bob <laughs> Yes. Uh,
0: a Lizard in a Woman's Skin from 1971. Lucio Fulci.
1: I haven't seen that one. Is it good? <laughs> oh, dude. It is
0: awesome. Um, is this, this the one is... where the woman
1: turns into a lizard, literally?
0: No. Okay. No. It has nothing to do with a lizard
1: at all. Okay. I'm thinking of something uh, else then. Forget
0: that. Yeah. Carry on. Nope. Uh, so... The uh, the uh, synopsis real quick is a young woman is accused of murdering her neighbor after she dreams about it. Was she set up or did she really do it? And the tagline <laughs> is war- "Warning: Not recommended viewing for persons with schizophrenic tendencies." Oh yeah, so there you go. That'll float in the. It was the seventies.
1: That'll float in the seventies. Nineteen
0: seventy-one. Yeah, that'll
1: float in the seventies. That ain't floating yes. these
0: days. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> this movie is completely insane and honestly uh, personally I've watched almost all of Lucio Fulci's movies this barely even feels like a Lucio Fulci movie this is more this is pretty much a straight on um, uh, oh how do I more of a mystery yeah Uh, not a whole lot of horror going on in here Uh, it's very trippy 60's uh, psychedelic-ish yeah but um i'll I'll tell you what the uh the story itself is fantastic it's it's fantastic and it keeps you watching the whole way through you're like how is this going to play it is a jollo, but it is um it's just so bizarre and i think that the storyline is so good that this would make a great remake i think that the story is is ripe for a remake on oh, that. But not, are, not that how
1: are you going to sell lizard in a woman's skin or whatever the hell that title is how are you gonna sell yeah, it? I, like it, I
0: know because because the title you you think a certain thing and it's not that at all. It's a it's a a mystery drama thriller type thing. It is so bizarre. It's so weird.
1: No, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a great pitch. Go ahead, pitch it to me. It's a drama thriller uh, woman movie. Uh, lizard in a woman's skin.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, but you can tell, you can tell they were definitely going off of uh, the 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 hippie sixties. Like it has a hippie sixties feel to it, but it's such a bizarro story, and it's it's not something that they don't make movies like this anymore. They do not make wow. movies like this. Um, it's great. I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> I loved it. Now, was, it I, I, was it
1: gory? Was it horror? I mean, or was it, it just it, drama the only, all the way through?
0: The only the only thing that. Reminds me every now and then that it is a Lucio Fulci movie. Is there is a couple uh, scattered throughout? There is a couple of your typical Lucio Fulci gory scenes, and how he did gory was really gory for some reason. Like whenever Lucio Fulci does a gory scene, for some reason it's really gross. Somehow
1: he makes it. So would this be like similar to Phenomena? mm,
0: No, uh, it's more of a mystery than. I mean, it's pretty much is this nuts? Uh, yes, yes. I would say more like Dario Argento's Deep Red. There you go. Um, okay. Yeah, I would that's closer to what this movie would be like, but uh it it really is a good movie. Uh I I I it's only been released in Japan, I believe, uh, on Blu-ray and I want this movie so bad on Blu-ray because I'm a Lucio Fulci fiend, but I'm not going to I'm not going to pay a million yen or whatever for uh <laughs> For a lizard All and a skin. come on! Skin. It's like
1: thirty nine cents. What are you talking? About? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but actually, I want, I want just real quick trivia sure. on this movie. Go ahead. Uh, scene in which the lead actress she she comes across this this bizarre scene where she comes across this room of a whole bunch of disemboweled dogs in a clinic. And Seems it was reasonable. such a con- yes, and it it was so controversial that he almost got arrested. Uh, and he had to show proof that those were not real dogs being tortured in the movie, uh, because they were they looked so real. And upon rewatching from 1971, you're like, "Yeah, it looks pretty good. That looks that looks pretty real." <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting that that he uh, he had to go to court to prove that those were actually special effects and not real dogs that were being tortured on screen. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but it's. Uh, and, and unfortunately, the whole way through, I'm like, oh, I feel like Austin Powers should pop up you know, on here. <laughs> uh,
1: you get that a lot with that late 60s, early 70s yes, stuff. Because <laughs> it's, it's that. It's bell-bottom. watching those movies and you're going, uh, somebody should go $1 million. Or... Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so cool. anyway, there okay. you go. Back to you. Okay. I got a uh, real quick double header of animation. Uh, oh, great. Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, another uh, voodoo movie given to me by my good buddy, uh, comic book fiend. Um, This was a good uh, New 52 opener intro to to Aquaman. Uh, If You're not familiar with the comics, what's been going on uh, recently. uh, DC rebooted a couple years ago, and the New 52 is the reboot of all of their main properties so this was the aquaman version uh movie version and it's sweet it's awesome it's it it takes a lot from uh anime animation uh japanimation whatever the hell you want to call it um and does a beautiful little uh reboot set up for the aquaman character and a lot of people joke about the aquaman character ha 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 he talks to fish and he's lame and he's whatever Aquaman's actually awesome if you've ever read any of the uh comic books and he is currently going to be portrayed by Jason Momoa. Uh, mm-hmm. they just recently released Zack Snyder released uh pictures of him as Aquaman and holy Which I think it looks, shit, awesome. looks awesome. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yep, I agree. I agree. So this will be another one that's on your list of you need to see before that movie comes okay. out next year, or whatever. Uh, we'll swap voodoo or what you need to pick it up or uh, Amazon yeah. prime or whatever. You, uh, you need to learn all these origin stories because uh, you'll appreciate them so much more going into that movie. Awesome. Uh, next up is I talked earlier about ghost in the shell Ar- Arise a rise part one. Um, uh-huh. I finished up part two and three. They're fantastic. They're prequels to the other ghost in the shell movies and series uh, they're fantastic. Even though I don't really like prequel stuff, uh, the way this whole team came together and the way they uh, do the action and the just the the combination of the cyber hacking and uh, the physical action, it it's just so badass. I love everything Ghost in the Shell. There's nothing they've released that I have not liked, and that's two movies and three seasons or two seasons. Uh, it's uh, a tv show it's fantastic i love it i would absolutely watch more anyway awesome
0: uh back to you okay uh for me uh <laughs> uh i was uh it's going always to good talk about... when you start that way
1: <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> especially after especially after we've already talked about mario baba and oh. fulci and all this other like really crazy oh. shit then you're like okay back to me Uh, What's it going to be? It's going to be uh, a
0: massacre. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. It's going to be Les Demons from Jess Franco.
1: It's French demons from not James
0: Franco. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I got <laughs> from, from not James Franco. Uh, Je- Jess Franco, yes, uh, who also directed um, another movie that I just watched a couple weeks ago called The Virgin Among the Living Dead. Oh uh, yes, um, <laughs>
1: uh, widely, but has a big, uh, only released in New York and L.A. But it was a yes, very well received. Um,
0: yes, uh, so Les Demons, <laughs> also known as uh, also known as The Demons. Oh. oh yeah. Yeah, you you see, I took Spanish
1: Um, in high school. Sorry, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) no, now now he he was—he's credited as Clifford Brown in this movie, Jess Franco. (laughs) So Clifford Brown's uh, "The Demons" from 1973. He's um, one damn short of
1: an assassin title.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. So uh, a group of nuns become possessed (laughs) by demons. Uh, <laughs> go on um, but, but they're, tor- they're tortured in a dungeon of horrors during the Inquisition uh, but woe be it to the uh, to the Grand Inquisitor that uh, there is a real witch amongst them and, uh, and she seeks revenge from beyond the grave by possessing the nuns hence the title the demons and all that good stuff um, so I'd like to say that this movie doesn't have copious amounts of uh, sex and nudity but that would be a lie. Uh, this movie is two hours of nothing but how do we get these nuns undressed uh. and in bed together with each other? <laughs> oh,
1: God. <Yes. laughs> because they're possessed. So, yeah. you know, therefore, There's, you know, yeah, we have. When was this release?
0: 73. Yeah,
1: Sexploitation. It was yes, the it is a, this of is, the is. Sexploitation, exploitation Yes, yes.
0: This is a French sexploitation movie. <laughs> um. <laughs> So um so anything you want to know about the movie or are we good? I think I already know too much. Yeah. <laughs> um No I got I it guess, I've got it figured yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, so wrapping up uh Les Demons, um it was um it, this could be considered maybe Attack of the Bigfoot <laughs> with the uh, hairy creatures or <laughs> Yeah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Thank you, thank you, Clifford Brown, for making my night. <laughs> uh,
1: Clifford Lee Brown.
0: Uh, yeah, Cl- <laughs> Clifford... Clifford... Uh, okay, okay. Next yeah. up. <laughs> uh, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> uh,
1: too much hair. Uh, next up, I want uh, Dead Snow 2, Red vs. Dead.
0: Oh, nice, yep, alright. Wrap that baby up
1: today. And uh, from somebody who borderline hated the first entry man I really liked this movie uh,
0: Good. how do I put it
1: um, I should I say I liked it um, I'll describe it this way uh, it's revolting it's disgusting it's uh, offensive on every level yeah uh, from uh, religious to medical to race to uh, what do he got it's offensive to that. Um, yeah. and at the very end it's uh, drop dead hilarious it's so go- funny oh my gosh it's so funny uh, it is so just gross and disgusting and <laughs> it, oh there's some scenes where you're just uh, looking through your fingers going this is horrible and terrible and so stupid and then you go hee he
0: he he while you continue to watch uh, Please tell me you you laughed out loud when he tried to revive the kid that he throws out the window of the hospital. Yeah, and I think his his yeah his, yeah yeah. I, I, oh, most, that was like most oh. of my laughter
1: there was because of me, picturing you falling out of your seat, pissing your pants, laughing.
0: Oh, that, <laughs> God! I was like, oh, that this is great! I'm like, yes! Like, he went over to the kid, and he was,
1: like, checking for a pulse, and I was like, oh, mother of God, here it comes. I know I know what's coming. I just know it. And he puts his hand to his chest, and I... I at that point, I'm turning and looking at invisible, uh, in my head Eugene. And Eugene is going, I wonder what's going to happen. And then... <laughs> He just punches through the kid's chest, and an explosion. explosion of blood. As every you can't go five minutes in this movie without an explosion of blood all over everything, and yeah. that's half the reason it's so funny. Because uh, this guy is like, I'm trying to blend in all the time, and yeah, every time that he gets some new clothes, they're they're covered in blood in five minutes, and mm-hmm. he tries to walk around. neck it's so. Damn funny! I loved it, but it's you like, it's you funny because like on, on the one end it's uh, uh, of the spectrum of comedy horror. You got like uh, Cabin in the Woods, where it's like real yeah. witty and sublime, and on the complete other end you have self-referential and just balls out disgusting and horrible. This and, it's, <laughs> and they they both have their place. I absolutely loved it. I seriously, oh, I great, I loved it, and I really hated the first one. <laughs>
0: yeah, you did. I remember. Uh, now, did you did you like the uh, the American uh, zombie hunter squad that shows up? Yeah, and, that was
1: funny. And that was making, the the leader of that squad was uh the guy from Freaks and Geeks the TV show. Oh, that you haven't seen. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, I have not seen uh, it, but I know it, you, yeah. So, I it know. was
1: doubly awesome that he was playing a nerd again. You know, yeah. once again. If you yeah. see him, like, where he's not made up like a nerd, he looks like a normal person. But they make him up like a nerd, and it's like, oh, my God, what a nerd.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But he shows he... he shows up, and as a fan of Freaks and Geeks, it was like, yay! <laughs> was
0: Did you like of, the Star like, the Star Wars references? I'm yeah, sure you probably...
1: Yeah, it was lame, but it was meant to be lame. So it worked. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. But good flick. Check it out. Especially if you're a gore hound, check it out. If you're not, yeah. maybe avoid, but uh, it was very funny. I got one more after okay. your next review.
0: Okay. Um, I Oh, boy. I, I'm going to touch on, I'm now truly, officially getting off of the Euro horror kick. I don't believe it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, Virgin Among the Living Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Nuns of the
1: secret sect of the virgins. Yeah, of, the-
0: <laughs> of the demonic, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to talk real quick about a uh, a little uh, a little '80s horror movie called Hell Night, starring Linda Blair.
1: <laughs> no,
0: could you uh, just
1: uh, just give me a more generic title. That's all I want. Yeah,
0: Hell Night. Hell, uh, Knight, but no, prom,
1: n- yeah, sorority prom
0: night. Yeah, uh, no, this one here, surprise, surprise, is actually not this uh, a gore drenched whatever. It, this is more of a creature feature type thing. Um, I think that you would probably get a kick out of it. Cool. Sorority pledges uh, have to spend the night in <laughs> <laughs> in this haunted house, and of course, there's a monster in the house, and it's not really all that gory. But something here, here's what makes these movies that probably back in the day I would have probably been like, eh, that was okay. But now rewatching something like this, I'm like, ah, oh, that was cool. And it's all about that certain time period. Where it's like the styles and the way it was shot and the music and everything, I'm like, ah, this is cool, it's old school, early 80s even though it's not really gory. Well, part of that takes you
1: back to uh, how old you were when you were watching those kinds of films. Absolutely, everybody has that connection. If if you're listening to this pod right now and you're going I don't know what you're talking about, you're too young. You will very soon. Yeah. You will understand yeah. sooner than you uh, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, because this movie, I I watched this movie years and years ago on VHS, and I didn't like it. And I finally, I'm like, I need to give this one another chance. And I li- I liked it for what it was. It's again, it's not this. It's not a great '80s slasher movie or anything. But I'm like, ah, for a uh, for a slice of early '80s monster movie, I'm like, this is a good time. And this was obviously. They had Linda Blair uh, off of off of uh, The Exorcist. Oh my and God, she's in she everything. Was... Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. I, I would I would guess that you would probably enjoy it for what it was. Uh, it's not the greatest thing ever, but uh, you know I'm what you is? know me, soft under soft underbelly, trying yep. to find those little early '80s gems, yep. and it's not quite gem, but it's very very watchable. Cool. So. Uh, and I like the fact that the, the title is so generic that it's almost like it's almost cool. Hell night.
1: Hell night. <laughs> yes.
0: So anyway, that's all I've got.
1: Okay, one more for me, and then we'll wrap this baby up. And that is Game of Thrones season four. Wrapped it up. Ooh, tonight. You finished it tonight. Awesome. Just tonight. Wow. Wow. I still uh, my complaints of the series are the still kind of stand where it's like. They save all that supernatural shit for, like, the last two episodes. And I'm like... They, I know, they do, like, don't I, they? I'm watching them fight skeletons and shit, and I'm going, why weren't you doing that in episode two of the season? Like, I want to watch more of the little midgets right coming there out of you. caves, throwing fireballs of magic, at, and you're going, what, what, what? No, no, no. They only do that for season closers. They don't, they, they don't do that for the beginning. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. But... And, any rate this was by uh, a personal opinion this was by far my favorite season oh that's by great far my favorite season i'm not ruining anything jeffrey is joffrey is dead oh, he's dead i can enjoy the series i i, I don't <laughs> care if, you, if you're listening and you don't know that because you knew it's coming you know yeah. it's coming from season one. You know that it is coming. Well, in season four, you finally find your relief. He's freaking dead. It was. I kind of wished for a more uh, torturous, horrible yeah. death, but whatever. That's fine. It was. I, I will take any of his death that I will, can possibly take. Anyway, uh, more of the right people dying. Some people dying. I didn't really want to die, but it was still interesting. Yeah. Um, I feel so much more relieved that Joffrey is dead. Like, I'm enjoying yeah. the series so much more that he is dead. Like, I I, I hated him so much. He oh, I, crea- I hated him. He created a character so hardcore that I hated. It I was getting to the point where I couldn't enjoy the show. And now that he is finally freaking dead, I... Enjoy so many more aspects of the show because the underbosses that are just kind of assholes, I'm like I can deal with. <laughs> where he was like the supreme leader of them, it was it borderline made it uh, uh, hard to enjoy it, it, because he was that evil. And yeah, and he was. Now, I agree. Now that he's done, I'm so enjoying oh. it. But of course, it the last two episodes. But that's perfect. uh uh, writing or uh, what have you maybe it's uh George R R Martin maybe it's the way he wrote the books where it's yeah that's uh writing one on one leave them wanting more and if you're doing that in the last two episodes of a of a show or I don't maybe he did that with the books I don't know but yeah. that's the way that you want to do it because if yeah. you do it that way and I'm like Ah, we wrapped up season four tonight. I cannot wait to watch the next episode. I want to know oh, what happens. Oh, me too. But that's, I know that's brilliant writing. Awesome. Uh, anything else to add to this episode?
0: I don't think so, man. This was. A, I, I figured that we were going to have a really good uh, recently watched, and yeah, that did not disappoint. I was very, I'm very, very, very happy that you watched Hatchet for Honeymoon, and oh, that was uh, great. You. That's no two. Yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really happy that I'm re- I am can't wait for your review on Lay Demons oh I can't wait for that yeah. that's gonna be great yeah. yep crickets
1: yeah <laughs> let's uh hold tight on that review cause that's going yeah. to happen at some point nah, you know what I'll watch it throw it in the roulette and I'll give it a shot anyway um <laughs> Oh, there's something else I was going to mention. Oh, I wanted to tease a new segment that I think will probably Mm. be debuting. What are we? uh, We'll probably be debuting next week, and that is the Theater Ticket Lottery. How's that for a name? Mm. Oh, that's good. I like that. uh, Something we've been discussing on Facebook recently is uh, we keep all of our movie theater tickets. Do you? Are you a real movie freak? Because the real movie freaks do that.
0: I have them all
1: in a... I was putting them in envelopes, and now I just combine them into a giant tub. I swirl them around, pull one out, and go, wow, I saw Blade in theater. I saw this in Eyes Wide Shut in theater. I saw Alien Resurrection in theater. Well... Let's do a whole segment where we just kinda stick our hand in, swirl it around it a little bit, and pull out a ticket stub and see where we've been and who we saw it with. And yep. What did we think of the movie? Was it a turd? Was it a win? Who knows? Can we even tell what movie we saw based on the faded old school eighties yeah. ticket stub? At any yeah. rate and I think
0: what's gonna be cool, yeah, I think that what's gonna be cool is is that it won't just be the movie itself, but it will be the theater that we saw it in. Yes, uh, I think that's that's cool too because I think that both of us can can say, "Oh, like this one here, we saw this at this little crap hole theater," or "Oh, this was the the brand new just opened movies ten in Canton," oh, or this whatever was in it
1: Another be. state while I was on vacation. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> It'll be interesting. That'll be good.
1: And a anyway, topic for discussion. Yep. Tune in for that next episode. Until then, you can get a hold of us at MovieFericsPod at Yahoo.com. And please visit our friends Cinema Soft Underbelly and Cinema Sidekicks, both on iTunes. As always, I'm your host, Eric Marner.
0: And I'm Eugene Weaver.
1: See ya. Thanks for listening.